Under the Influence Podcast is all about bringing together brands, influencers, thought leaders, and communities to inspire and empower a positive impact. Each week, I will dive into the power of influence over the ever-changing, trend-chasing, and slightly obsessed entrepreneurial and influencer community. We talk insider tips, tricks, the latest buzz, and even our top not-so-secret happy hour cocktails. My name is Whitney Eckes. I'm the owner and founder of Eckes Marketing and the Influence Movement. And we are about to get under the influence. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Under the Influence Podcast. My name is Whitney Eckes, and I am here with Becca Booker. Becca owns an amazing boutique social media marketing agency and lifestyle blog. She focuses primarily in social media management and Facebook advertising. Welcome, Becca, to the show. Hi, Whitney. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm really excited to chat with you. And we were chatting a little bit before this call, kind of talking about how a lot of things kind of align with both of our brands. Yeah. Um, with the social media management. And obviously, like you said, like the Facebook advertising and really working with small to medium sized lifestyle brands and businesses. So totally. yeah, tell me a little bit about according to B-Books. Yeah. So a lot of people first off ask where B-Books came from. (laughs) And um, B-Books is my Instagram name. It's been my Instagram name since Instagram came out. It was just like the initial of my first letter and the first syllable of my last letter. Right. Like turned into B-Books. Yeah. (laughs) But some people like if like they don't know me in person and they meet me in person, they think my name is Brooks because like it kind of is spelled similarly to Brooks. So right. my, name, my name is Becca, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I wanted to, when I was like looking to start my website, I wanted to like create a brand that was something like people would already associate with me. And I just like was so overdoing like the first name, last name type deal. So I just tied in my Instagram name into my business. And about a year ago is when I really pursued it full time. I quit my nine to five in October of 2017 and um, I've been doing freelance social media on the side just for, for money and because I love it. And I don't know, it was just something I've always enjoyed doing. I've been interning and having jobs in social media since like 2012, maybe. And it kind of, I feel like I didn't really know what I was getting myself into when I started this full time. I think I thought I'd be able to work like 25 hours a week. <laughs> just like running some Instagram accounts and, you know, doing stuff for clients, but you just, I'm sure you can attest to this, but like, it's really easy to get caught up in like working in your business as well. Like updating your website, um, following up with leads, creating proposals, like making sure contracts and invoices are getting sent out. Like there was a lot I didn't take into consideration, but over the last year, I've really solidified like my packages and my offerings and this fall semester I'll have a team of two interns and I'll have an assistant as well. And we just focus on providing quality, awesome content for small brands. I usually say small to medium sized brands. And I handle Facebook advertising too. And I like to say like my, my niche or my focus is that 
I have degrees in journalism and marketing. So it's not just about like cranking out a great caption. It's, you know, about tying in that long-term game of strategy. Absolutely. And I feel like, I mean, I'm the same way. Like I double majored in communication and business. So basically the same with me. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So it kind of absolutely goes hand in hand. Kind of looking over everything, you know, you do have an amazing Pinterest following. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. It's so beautiful. I'm totally looking at it right now. But I wanted you to kind of share a little bit about like the Pinterest game and like any tips and tricks you have. I think people either get Pinterest or they have no idea what's going on and how to learn. So I would say the reason I grew my following on Instagram is because I have literally been so consistent with Pinterest since my freshman year of college. So since like 2011, I was probably like an early adapter. I understood it from the beginning. And then like, as I got older, I ended up taking like a Pinterest strategy course by Melissa Griffin. Do you know who she is? I've heard of her. I haven't. I don't think I've awesome courses, but I've definitely heard of her. I didn't even take the course. I just like, you know how in funnels, like people will do a free a webinar to like lead you into the course. I just did the webinar and I was able to take away like great info from that. So I would definitely say my advantage is I've been on the platform like a while and I've been really consistent and active on the platform like that whole time. But Pinterest is actually the number one driver of traffic to my website by like a long shot. And I used to use this tool called Board Booster, but they actually more shut down by Pinterest. (laughs) They would basically, they would take, like you could set the tools called looping and say, I have a board with all of the pins that lead back to my website, right? So I could program it to take the five oldest pins on that board and repin them back to the top so that I'm not having to do anything. It's just like showing them to new eyes in the feed. And like recycling kind of? of, like exactly. So it, it like gives your pins a longer lifespan and then you can set it to automatically delete whichever pin after however many days has the least amount of repins or engagement or however you want to do it. But they just actually shut down, I think like at the end of June, but Tailwind, which is a Pinterest scheduling tool that I also use, just released a very similar feature. So I would say that definitely helped me get exposure, like right off from the beginning when I started my brand and my blog. And then obviously just using beautiful imagery and um, using SEO when writing your pin captions is so key. Absolutely. So obviously for those that are just starting out on Pinterest, what would you say like your you know top three tips would be? Obviously get on Tailwind. That sounds like that's yeah, pretty. Yeah, Tailwind's great. It helps you so that like once a week, I just pin for like 15 minutes and I can schedule out enough pins for like the whole week. It'll just automatically distribute them to times throughout the week when it's like notice that my following is more active. So there's a possibility to get my pins in front of more eyes, obviously. But I would definitely recommend really thinking about aesthetic when you're choosing pins and repins and making sure you have probably 15 boards that you are actively updating. And each of those boards should have at least 50 pins. Like those should be, your profile should look really complete so that when someone comes across it, they know they're going to be getting continuous inspiration from, from following you. And my last tip is, to create a board just for your content, just for your blog or your website or your photography, whatever it is, and put that at the top of your profile so that your content is the easiest to find and it's all like organized in a a pretty go-to space. I love that. And I love that that's the number one driver of traffic to your site. That's amazing. Yeah, 
It's so nice because it's kind of like on autopilot. I don't have to engage with anyone. I don't have to like, you know, there's algorithms, but like, it's just set on auto and it's great. And I don't have to think about it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that I feel like I always preach on is like every different social media platform is different. Like they're all their own animal, right? Right. You kind of have to like speak to their own strengths and making sure that you're leveraging that. How do you feel like you're kind of leveraging Pinterest to not only drive this traffic to your website, but also kind of get this community over to your other platforms? So I set up a, do you use Zapier or have you heard of Zapier? I haven't. What's Zapier? Zapier, it's like an online tool. It's free for like the lowest package or whatever. And you can set it up. It's called like, they call it recipes. So whenever I post a picture to Instagram, it will automatically post that image with the caption to my Pinterest board. So that way my following on Pinterest can also be directed to my Instagram content. Yeah. Like a toggle almost, right? Yes. Yeah. It's super easy. Just also, again, it's set up on automation and Tailwind has that too, but you have to go in and like select your Instagrams. It like doesn't do automatically. And what was the second part of that question? Sorry. (laughs) You know, how do you have all this Pinterest traffic driven to other social media platforms? I mean, I really just connect my Instagram and my Pinterest. Does that answer the question? Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, your community looks so much different on Facebook and looks so much different on Pinterest and so much different on Instagram. And like those demographics, like as much as we want them all to be the one same Mm -hmm. community, they're not. So I feel like nowadays it's so essential to be able to not only like establish those communities on their individual platforms, but also to, to be making sure that you're cross-marketing over to the different ones. Yeah. And I feel like people find me on Pinterest for different reasons. Like since Pinterest is a search engine, they are looking for something specifically that like I happen to have an answer to on my blog or, you know, I took a pretty photo of XYZ and they liked it. And so they came across my website and then saw my Facebook or it all just kind of ties back into each other. Absolutely. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and kind of shift gears. I feel like you provided some like amazing new hot tips and trends and programs. I'm super excited to check out Zapier. That's awesome. awesome. But I wanted to ask you under the influence podcast really dives into the power of influence and what it means. So I wanted to ask you, what does influence mean to you? Um, I associate influence with trust. I see all these like Instagram quote influencers or Instagram models who have like 200,000 followers, but say like a jewelry brand reaches out to them. Like this happened to me with one of my clients the other day who is like an almond butter company. And the model was like, I'd love to promote your brand. But I asked her for her demographics and like 85% of her following is male because she's a pretty girl. And like these dudes are just following her for (laughs) girl pictures, right? Yeah. I'm like, first of all, she doesn't post pictures about health and wellness. Like this is something that wouldn't be a great fit for her. So if we were to have her post about almond butter, no one in her audience would trust her that like, this is something that she actually uses. Like it would, I feel like it would just come out of right field. Or right. I forget what the saying is. <laughs> um, <laughs> so to me, trust is a big thing. Like being able for you to recommend a product and have your audience actually trust, you know, that you truly do value it and recommend it is like a huge win. Absolutely. And like, what are some ways, like, give me some like tangible items of ways influencers can like build that trust. Like, what does that look like to you? I feel like just 
from the beginning, it's hard, but as you're growing as an influencer, obviously like you get offered free product a lot and free, you know, free anything. A lot of people aren't willing to pay you. So sometimes you're like, I'll, like, I feel like influencers will just take anything that comes their way right. without really like valuing that that company or that brand, like they've never used it before in their life or they used it one time and they're just posting about it so that people think that they're an influencer or I don't know. It's I, it's kind of like a frustrating part in the industry for me where I'm like, why are you posting about this? Like everyone knows that you don't do this. Yeah. Well, I feel like you're like totally like hitting the nail on the head because I mean, it's like, it all comes back down to like the basics of like marketing. Yeah. Like what is on brand? Like what is your right. brand? Exactly. You know, if you're, uh, I don't know if, if almond butter isn't on, you know, within your daily lifestyle or it's not on brand for like your aesthetic or your overall right. messaging, like, then no, you shouldn't be taking right. over. You have to have butter. the power to say no. Yeah, like I got an email about Luna bars. Do you know what those yeah. are? They're like yes, I love Luna bars. Okay, I totally respect them. I I like I've heard of them, but I've never tried them. And they reached out, and it was a free collab. It wasn't like paid. And I was like, you know what? They're asking for a lot. I've never used this. They wanted like three photos, an Instagram post, and like a couple Instagram stories. And I was like, I just don't feel comfortable. Like, right. I don't typically eat like bars like that. So it, I just like had to take the, it's not the higher road, but I just had to like be true to myself and true to my brand and just say, I'll, I'll pass, you know? No. And I think like what you said, like being able to have the power to say no and being able to say, you know, just being like, you know what, this doesn't fit. I think yeah. that brings so much more authenticity to your brand yeah. Rather than taking on everything just to try to expand that reach a little bit more. Like, yeah, this, I mean, you really have to niche down, find who you're talking to and represent that community as well as yourself well. Yeah. And your content will end up being better because you truly are passionate about what brands you do choose to work with. Totally. You know, Absolutely. and like your audience will see that, they'll respect that and they'll trust you more in the future. Absolutely. So what do you feel like is, uh, let's just kind of take a step in a different direction. Okay. You were talking about passion. You were obviously, and I totally believe that too. I think that people can really tell if something's forced. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask you like, what is like the passion behind like your business? Like what kind of gets you up every single day and gets you motivated? And I feel like social media and marketing is such a frustrating industry yeah. and we're always constantly having to pivot and make it look uh, so yeah. and easy. So kind of tell me about your drive behind your business. Yeah. A lot of it probably comes down to like, I bad experiences in the industry before I took on freelancing, right? Like I had interned at a couple agencies in college and I was just like, they are charging what for what value to have their college intern research. I don't know. It, like a lot of it just comes down to value where I was like, how are there companies that one are either paying a huge full-time salary for someone to manage their social, who doesn't have the proper training, who hasn't taken the right courses, who doesn't spend time like reading news and, you know, keeping up with all these algorithm changes and whatever. So like there's companies who go that route and then there's companies who go with like a huge agency who charge an arm and a leg and overpromise and underdeliver like 90% yeah. of the time. So I was just like, okay, I can come in kind of at like the middle ground and be a freelancer who can hold these companies' hands and walk them through like the social media strategy game and 
try to figure out like their place in the market with, you know, still being affordable and being accessible as much as possible, like a person would if they were like actually in-house. Absolutely. And I love that. I mean, I feel like too, we're seeing such a trend of people kind of walking away from these bigger corporations and firms and like really kind of being more of this personal brand. Mm -hmm. And I I love it because I do think that there are so many businesses out there. There's so many people that are going to be perfect into your own demographic. I just found out about a PR company that only specializes in basically like the wellness food industry. Like that's it. Like they don't take on anything else. And for them to be able to like be, it's called Covet PR. They're out of San Diego. Okay. I went to a conference called, um, or it was called Gritty Leadership. Oh my gosh. I know the Gritty Girls. That's Yeah, they're they're native. They are actually, it's really funny because they were born and raised in San Diego County. Mm -hmm. And so was I. So it's kind of funny because I've seen them like growing up like here and there and whatnot. So it was kind of funny that they had this, I mean, it was amazing, beautiful conference. Yeah. Um, And they had the um, founder of Covet PR. Uh, yes they did and I was like wow that is such a genius niche and just like timeliness is everything like they got into that industry and you know and they're killing it I mean they're just like any I should have thought of that (laughs) you know right Uh, but yeah and I you know I mean I completely agree with you I think that like I said like there's so many businesses out there like finding you know brands that work for you and I mean even now I guess marketing is getting to the point where we're starting to really kind of say, okay, look, these are the brands that we want to work with. Mm-hmm. Now we can actually open our doors to them exclusively and making sure that yeah. we're kind of just working with the people we want to work with. And I'm sure right. same to you. Right. The initial, like when I first started out doing this full time, I would say yes to everything. But you know, now that I'm a year in, I kind of have that flexibility to say no, which is so great. It's such a blessing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, one thing that you talked about was kind of these bigger companies. And I wanted, one of the things that I love talking about is how businesses and brands can be a better influence upon their local community. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to hear what you think that looks like. Yeah. So I have a client here who's like a, like ice cream store basically. And they are so good at community involvement. They like sponsor the ASU games and they have like their ice cream little cart up at like the concession level. Oh my gosh. So cute. (laughs) Yeah. They're, they just do, and they're like walking in their town's like annual parade and they sponsor like all these local charities and they have like different flavors in the store for each charity that when you buy a, you know, that ice cream flavor, like a dollar uh, goes to that charity. So like they just do such a good job incorporating community into multiple areas of their business that people just like respect it and they feel good supporting them and following them. Um, And that makes it easy for me to tie that into their social content because people love feeling good and supporting a good cause, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think too, you know, I'm super passionate about is like, we come from San Diego or I come from San Diego, meaning like we are the redheaded stepchild of LA and and we're not, we're, the city's unreal and it has the most amazing people in it. But I love people, for example, like Geraldine Radura, who like decided to open Holy Matcha's doors like in San Diego versus LA or San Francisco or New York. Like she had such an opportunity to open it anywhere. And she decided that she wanted to do it in her own backyard. 
And that way you're a big fish in a small pond, like <laughs> a different advantage, right? Well, not only that, but I think it just really helps the business community. I mean, doing these things, same thing with, for example, SoulCycle came down to San Diego as well. And like giving these communities an opportunity to flourish and an opportunity to, you know, establish, I don't want to say bigger business, but better business in an area and showcase, you know, our community to a larger, I guess, like what you're saying, like, you know, a larger pond, Yeah, I think is so important. That's also too, why we really started the Under the Influence podcast, because we wanted to talk about what ways are you bringing new and better business to your community? Right. Because, you know, you can, you absolutely right. can. Right. And I would say that the beauty about social media management is it can be done from almost anywhere. I would say the majority of my clients are here, but like, you know, I have a handful that aren't. And that is so great. And it's just like, I am so thankful for the internet. (laughs) It's like so funny, but I'm like, I literally have had so many opportunities because of the freaking internet. (laughs) Right. I know social media is kind of an amazing thing that's happening. So who is like your favorite influencer or like favorite business owner right now? This is so overdone, but um, she's just so good. Is Lauren from the Skinny Confidential? I know that she's in San Diego too. Oh, like, we love her. She, <laughs> yeah, she just kills it with like all of her content. Like she is content first, and I feel like oh, she's just so smart about what products she talks about, and she's really strategic with the way she talks about them too. Like. I feel like when I'm feeling um, like uninspired, I'm like, okay, let's go check Lauren's story, see what she's talking about today and like how she is talking about it. (laughs) I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I Mm -hmm. totally, we, I've read, God, I've been reading this Skinny Confidential for like years now. Oh, really? She, yeah, she. San Diego State too, right? I didn't. I actually went to college up in Orange County for four years, but yeah, but I mean, yeah, she's, she's just absolutely amazing. And I love her. And she spoke at one of our conferences and it was just really cool to hear, like not only meet her in person and kind of like, just kind of see like how she really is, but also too, to have her like come and speak to a community like in San Diego. And she's so, she's also someone that like we love because she does so much for the community of San Diego and like working with like smaller businesses or like mentoring or like just like coming and showing up to like local San Diego events, which is so, so awesome. So, okay. Obviously Lauren. Yes. Amazing. We all love yes. her. So what is your favorite Instagram to stalk right now? Ooh, hold on. Let me pull up my Instagram right now. Cause it <laughs> I know. Right. It's like, you don't want to get the handle wrong. Right. Well, but I also like, I always feel like it's going to be what shows up first in like my feed. Yeah. Um, but nothing good is showing up right now. I'm trying to think. I okay, so I'm really into skincare and I love following face gym. Like yes. face, you know what I'm talking about? They're one in New York. They have like great, it's just like so satisfying to watch them give massages on your face and <laughs> go. What else do I love? I really like it's called the clog with a K, the clog. And it's like the editorial for a South Korean beauty brand called Soko Glam. Oh, and wow. Do a great job with content too. I'm just like, I'm so content driven that I just like really respect when people have good shit. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, yes. Yay to good shit. Um, yeah. That is so funny. It's called the clog. It literally sounds like, like, the I know, and I was like, what is this? <laughs> but oh I think it God. comes down to like clogged pores. I actually have no idea. Oh, no. Okay. yeah. 
I guess yeah, I could, yeah. I guess I could see that. Okay, so on top of running this amazing boutique marketing business, what is like, you know, you you also blog, you also blog and talk about right. you know beauty and like you said, you love content first and like skincare. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you, like, what is your favorite like self love wellness practice or like your go to? Oh, right now I'm loving this uh, sheet mask face subscription or a sheet mask. I guess the word face doesn't need to be used. So <laughs> wait, I love that. So they just like, yeah. it's like send it to once you like, a once month. a month. Yeah. I get four face masks and it's literally $8 and 90 cents. And like when you go to Sephora, a face mask is like seven bucks. Yes. So, um, like all of them, like you're paying like the factory price basically, and they get them like straight out of South Korea. So a lot of the packaging is in Korean, but they'll like give you directions in English. Like what is this called? It's called face touring. It's F-A-C-E-T-O-R-Y. And I love it. I like do the sheet mask every Sunday night and I just like wind down and watch the Kardashians. (laughs) Oh my gosh. How nice though. That is so fun. Yeah, it's affordable. I don't have to think about it. It's it's great. I'm probably going to be signing up like right now. <laughs> I don't blame you. Right? I know. That's like, I feel like just having like my favorite thing to do, it might sound like kind of like creepy, but I love to like just sit in a bath with all the lights off and like a candle and yeah. just like listen to a podcast. Like that is my like, Oh my gosh, that is my sanctuary. I I love that kind of stuff too. I am like so about taking time for me and self-care. And a lot of the time my self-care comes in the form of skincare because I just love skincare. But like I just started, I got like, um, there's like a meditation studio here in Phoenix that I like got a monthly like membership to. And like, that's been great. I'm like all about the self-care movement. Yes. I I should have started Covet PR. (laughs) (laughs) right um so tell me like what is so obviously this is like amazing but do you have any like wellness practices that you like practice like on a daily basis or a weekly basis so I do weekly meditations like at a studio and it's great because it's like aerial like they have hammocks um oh nice like silk hammocks for you so that um you know there's like weighted blankets that are supposed to like reduce anxiety have you like seen those yes I love those. I know I haven't tried one yet, but the hammocks are supposed to like mimic the same feeling because you're, you're like kind of cocooned in there. It's like, that's great. I also like, I've been doing matcha in the mornings and I'm a total podcast lover too. Oh, what are your, give us some of your favorites. My guilty pleasure is the morning toast with girl. Literally like I always listen to that. I look forward to it. Like it brings a smile to my face every day. But then, like, more in our industry, I listen to, like, Julie Solomon and, of course, The Skinny Confidential. I listen to Four Card, or I guess they're called Four now, um, F-O-H-R. Oh, yeah. I listen to a ton. I don't know. I, I probably am subscribed to, like, 40 at this point. <laughs> I know. I feel like I'm subscribed to so many. I can't get off my favorite murder, though. I've been binging it for, like, the last month. And really? I'm, like, not a, I'm, like, not a true crime person, but now I am. Like just because of those two, I am. yeah. Like they're. Is it scary? Yeah, like I mean, don't listen to it at night. <laughs> but like, also, like they're such amazing people, and they're so lighthearted, and they both kind of have like they've had experience like in comedy, so it's a very, very like lighthearted, touching podcast because. 
they're not only talking about these stories that have happened in a very like light kind of way, but also showing respect to, you know, the victims and showing respect to the stories and everything about them. It just, the two girls are so uplifting. Like I've, I love it. And I don't know how to describe it without it sounding so like- I just wrote it down. Yeah. Anyway, you have to just listen to it and kind of see for yourself, but I'm, I'm totally in love with it. Okay. Yeah. Um, Noted. Noted. I know. So that's amazing that you listen to so many podcasts. I feel like that's such a trend right now. And obviously too, we felt like the reason why we started under the influence is because we're like, look, we want to be talking about, you know, these important things in the influence movement, the -hmm. influencer world. So I love that you kind of shared those with us, but I also want to ask you, I'm going to ask you, we'll do some rapid fire. So tell us your favorite Kardashian because you brought up that you watch the Kardashian. (laughs) I do. I like Chloe. I feel like she's the realist. She's the first to apologize. And even though she's like sassy and says what she wants and kind of has like an attitude, I feel like she is like humble. and Wait, Chloe's the unpopular opinion? I love Chloe. (laughs) I feel like Chloe has been getting so much shit lately. Like, well, I guess Courtney has been too. But I feel like I would just, like Courtney just is so nice and she's always like there for her sisters and for her nieces and nephews. Like, I would really be friends with her. <laughs> no, literally. I mean, yeah. I, I I feel like I don't know how to feel about any of them right now after that huge, like, fight. Uh-huh. Like, I, that was insane. And, like, the Twitter battle, like, that was craziness. But, I mean, I, know. I, I, I have to remind myself, I was like, how much of this was, like, real? And sisters get into fights. They just have to be public. So it sucks for them. <laughs> yeah, right? I know. That is so, they're hilarious. I love the I, I know, I do too. It's like, um, I just can't not watch it. I know. Same, right? So, okay. Favorite awful reality TV show? You can say the Kardashians, but I feel like that's not like awful. Mine's probably the Kardashians. I would probably <laughs> say like The Bachelor, but it, now it's gotten so bad that I just like don't watch it. <laughs> okay. How did you feel about last season? Because I felt like it was just all over the board. Like I just was, I was displeased with the I whole I watched the first episode and I was just like this, I don't know. I feel like the quality of the people on it has gone down and I just didn't watch the rest of it. I mean, I would like listen, you know, I would get updates on like the morning toast, whatever right, and they would talk yeah. about what had been happening. But I just like, eh, I think Garrett's cute. I know. Are you a Paradise fan? I watched this week's episode and I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. So that's an actual hard no. Yeah. I get it. I get it, girl. I get it. Okay. Your go-to cocktail. Um, I really am in this like phase right now where I like those like cucumber infused vodka drinks. Like I am so like, I'm just a cucumber gal. I love it. Oh, yum. Have you tried the cucumber infused vodka yet? No. What brand? Well, Oh my gosh. Now I feel like there's so many we have. Here's the thing. I'm like all for like infusing, but like if you add sugar to things or like sweeten it, I'm not, it's it's a hard pass. Makes me want to vomit. Literally. (laughs) And we have, it's actually not. So my favorite one, it's not a vodka. It's actually a tequila and Mm -hmm. it's cucumber infused tequila. And it's by, we have a family friend that started his own tequila company and it is like my favorite thing, I'll put it with LaCroix, LaCroix, whatever no you say it. Yeah. Okay. And 
it's called Libre. Um, okay. I have to see if it's like, they're like so small. They like pretty much only sell in like San Diego, Orange County. But <laughs> if, I, if I get some, I'll send some your way, definitely. Yeah, send me a care package with tequila. So <laughs> like, what was your favorite brand of the vodka one? What's it called? I don't know. It's There's this one place I go to in Scottsdale for like drinks. It's called the Montauk. And they just have this like cucumber. I it's called the, the Montauk. Cucumber. Oh my gosh, you've been. It's great. Yes. It's yeah, awesome. so... It's yeah, yeah, it's really cute. Um, but I believe the drink is called like the cooler or the cucumber cooler, and it's the best. It's my favorite. Nice. Okay. And then our last one. What are some awesome new hot like programs or apps or presets that you're currently mm-hmm. obsessed with? Okay, favorite presets right now. I have been using um, you know, Tezza, T-E-Z-Z-A. Yes, I love her so much. Love her. I downloaded her app and it has three free um presets that are all pretty great. Love them all. Other popular apps I'm loving are Insight Timer. It's like a meditation one. They have like meditation music and Ooh. all that stuff. Like it's not just like headspace where they just like walk you through like a meditation. Like a, right. Like they have different variations of things. What else do I use? Obviously I use later to schedule like all of my Instagram. Posts. Oh, you are a girl after my own heart. I am oh. a fan too. Okay, I don't know if you email, but they announced today you can now auto schedule and tag accounts and location. No way. Yes, I must, I which will make my life so much easier. Oh, see, I okay, so I'm like a big fan of schedulers. I always have been because I think it like time matching is everything and like giving yourself like an opportunity not to be so enthralled in social media on yes. a daily basis. But I am like, I love later. And it's so funny because I feel like it's so simplistic, but I think that's what I love most about it. Like it is so like point and click and get it all set up like within a day. Like that is, that is my shit. (laughs) Like that is, that's what I need in my life is I need later. It's great. My only thing is that like, I think their highest package, you can only get five Instagram accounts to like schedule. And I'm like, like I have two clients who have their own version of Planoly. Mm-hmm. Um, I already manage more than five, but I'd rather just have them on one platform, but I can't. Well, side note, you know, sidebar to you and to all the businesses mm-hmm. out there, you can actually reach out to them, reach out to their mm-hmm. sales department and they'll customize a contract for you and actually, Ooh, add, good, you know? yeah, actually add in more platforms and different, diff- just okay. different abilities. I know this because we had to do the same thing. So we had to do it for our own business and things like that. And I've actually, when we were back in hospitality, we had to do it for different hotel and restaurant and bar owners that had multiple like lines or yeah. Yeah. So, and the girl, I can even like give you her name. Like she is the best. It's like the one girl I've been dealing with for like two years. She's, oh my gosh, I'll send you her info and introduce you. She's the best. And she totally just like customized everything for us. And so she's awesome, but love that you're into later. It makes my heart so happy. (laughs) Yes, they are. They really are the best. And like, you know how you get the emails from like Taylor from later? Yeah. Taylor's a real person who you can like actually talk to and she's awesome. Right? Like they- It's so nice that like a brand has like real people behind it who are nice. (laughs) Yeah, because it's so interesting because I feel like so many, I know so many people that use later and later's team from what I've seen seems relatively- on the smaller end. It doesn't mean that it's like bad. It just, it does seem like it's a very tight knit 
business and there's only, you know, like the employees that they have and the team that they have is very, very well versed in this program. And like, like each person that holds their own position, like holds it very well. Yes, so it's it literally, it just like baffles my mind how much great content they put out with such a small team. Right, absolutely. So, yeah. okay, I love all of this. I'm gonna, we're gonna end on your favorite social media hack. Ooh. The toughie, okay, the goodie. <laughs> you know yes, and I totally know what I wanna say. You know, when you're drafting an Instagram caption and you hit like the return button or like enter button, And, but the enters don't always show up when you publish the caption. Yes. Or like, you can't get a clean line break in between two paragraphs. Like there'll be a, an indent, but not like a space. And people do like the dots or whatever. Yeah. So there's a hack. um, And on that like line that you want to be blank, put 10 spaces, like space bar, space bar, space bar. So 10. 10. And you just have to make sure that the line right above it doesn't have a space bar like after the period you ended that sentence with. Okay. So I've noticed that too, but I always just use like the little, like, I love the little like black curve emoji. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I'll just do that like in between my lines. And I, I noticed that you can't put a space bar after the period, but I didn't know the 10 spaces works. Yeah. And it's kind of, okay. But I've told this to a friend before and it like didn't work for her, but I just like, I put the 10 spaces on my, like a note on my phone and I like put brackets at either end of them just so like I know where it begins and ends and yeah. I copy and paste it every single time. So I don't think like, it works for you. Yeah. And so That's she tried weird. it once like doing the copy and paste method and then it worked. So it's like, it's weird because there isn't like an exact formula to make it work, but no. like, get it down the first time it, it works. No. And you know, what's really interesting. I always tell this to people about Instagram. So like, I actually had my Instagram, like when Instagram like launched, like I was, yeah. So way back in like, I believe like 2011, Mm -hmm. 2010, I I think they came out 2010 and I joined 2011, but anyway, and for whatever reason, Instagram account that I started on, Mm -hmm. like it receives all of the updates, like two weeks after they launch on every other account that I have. And it's so interesting because I feel like other people experience that too. Like it's like certain accounts that with like certain time basis that receive certain updates at certain times. It's not like a flawless update for everyone. Obviously no, no program is, but it's just interesting how things like that don't work on it. And so like, I've noticed like, for example, like like on stories, like sometimes I won't have like, you know, they'll launch like the poll questions or the music like thing. And I won't get that for like a month. It's weird that you say that because I had the music sticker like right when it came out and now I don't have it anymore. Yeah, I wait, mine doesn't have it either on our business account. Really? Yeah. I wonder if they like, but I I know I used it one time and I'm like, where did, why did they take it away from me? Maybe they're, maybe it was like the gift thing where something happened and they pulled it. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I don't know. Well, Becca, I'm so like happy that I got the chance to speak with you. And I feel like you provided so much value. Like I'm like going to go, like, I literally have like 20 tabs open on my browser. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> I really appreciate it. And I love just like what you're doing in the space. Like I totally respect like your mission and I think what you're doing is awesome. Oh, well, thank you so much. And thanks for uh, going under the influence with us. We're super no excited. Problem. Absolutely. Have a great rest of your day. You too.